This weird is because I have a frosty. <laughs> Cat, I hate to break it to you, <laughs> but I'm weird. The for frosty a... was not. Episode no, episode. not the epitome of my In weirdness. Is what you're talking about. Not one bit. <laughs> anyway, hello everybody, and welcome Hi, to uh, Genesis Avalon episode 37. Welcome to season four, the crazy roller coaster ride that it will be. Um. You are here for part one of what I have affectionately called the Asara arc. You are going to get to finally see the story that, that I've been teasing you with for three years. Maybe a rogue I don't know, this is kind of like an OVA. OAV? Whatever, Whatever they call OAV. them. I think they go they go by both. Um, no, I agree. It's it's kind of a mini-series. It's like a mini-arc. Yeah. And then from episode 40 to 50, you're going to get ten solid episodes that are all the same story. That's it's, a, it's its own isolated things so but you need to know what happens in these three episodes uh that characters later on in the season don't know in order for you guys to know what's happening and what's going on and why it's so horrible um <laughs> anyway the reason why it's so horrible is because it's genesis <laughs> Everything that happens in this show is terrible for the character. I am the Joss Whedon of Pendant! If I'm slow on responding to things, it's because my mouth is full of frosting. <laughs> oh, also, in case you guys forgot who we were between this and the season finale, as it's possible, because it might have actually blown your face off from the awesome there. Um, I am Cat Pride, the, uh, the creator, uh, director... Stufer, co-stufer, because I'm now co-writing, because this is all, uh, Chris is, is my is my co-writer this season, and obviously I play that chick in these episodes, and, uh, and Chris here is my co-writer. Hi, I'm Chris. I do things. Yes. After all, it's not like your parents don't know when you sneak out of your house at 16. There's so much voiceover of me in this. It was so weird to have to play... Decrepit, sick Asara after like three years. You did them on separate days. Didn't you? I did every, um, all of the the voiceover for this this episode to thirty nine. Um, I did kind of in one, like I would do those one day and then I'd come back the next day and do the actual what's going on in the episode kind of stuff. You know, every time I go to a rock show, demons attack. I know, it's weird how that happens. I just spit all over you. I'm sorry, baby. It's okay. <gasps> Who is that? Who is that? Who is that masked woman? Um, that is uh, Stefania Lintonman, who is amazing and was able to, to step in and play uh, Francesca, who is one of those characters that I kind of agonized over. So I always knew how she sounded in my head, and I always knew who she was, but I was like, oh crap, I have to write her, and we have to cast her now. Shoot. But Stefania does an amazing job. She's also a Walla queen, by the way. Yeah? As the training montage, she gave me six minutes of Walla. And it was all clearly, like, thought out. She had a plan. I was, I had to, like, pick the best of everything, but it was really cool.
I could have easily made that montage six minutes long. You would have believed us. No, that would have been too long. The longest you need a montage is the length of the montage song. Oh, right, okay. I I pushed to put the montage song in the episode, but there's this thing called copyright. And I told you no. Royalties and really Viacom gets enough of my money. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that and there was also the part where I told you it wasn't a comedy because it's Genesis Avalon. But in a movie, if you want to go from just a beginner to a pro, you need a montage. Genesis Avalon montage. Montage. I can get my beatnik snaps. Always fade out in a montage. Okay, you're done. I am. I used to be. Oh. Oh, Sara, you're so broken. I've never played a character quite as broken as her. And as you guys will learn over the next couple of, you know, months, there's a reason why she's so broken. She got the short end of the stick, man. Purposely stayed out late, hoping to see a glimpse of her amongst the city lights. So I almost said something just now. I was like, oh wait, no, I can't say it like that. So I almost asked it as a question, and I'm like, she couldn't answer. <laughs> Not for another two episodes, after there, this one. Is there anything you could possibly... So this is, this is all happening sometime before the end of season one. Oh, yeah. Her narrating this. But we don't. The audience does not know exactly when. Right. Well, you kind of have to assume it does because you know she's alive while she's narrating this. I don't have to assume that she's alive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She's writing it, so she could be a ghost. This could be her in hell. This could be her being evil but realizing that she shouldn't be evil anymore. That. I wasn't really paying attention. I would assume that contributed to your writing. Actually, her name is uh, Chuck. And she's writing it from the back of an Impala. Nice. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll be here all week. Pixie, which are the Frosty? Normal. I'm not from around here. You would be right. Okay, well. It's a certain character that's no longer around. Yes. I thought if I have to play a teenage version of myself, I'll do my favorite teenage version. What are you talking about? I certainly didn't see you there. Kind of strikes home exactly how rough her got her life uh -huh. got. Yeah. Okay, crazy lady. I just think I'm gonna go. You saw me, Bambina. And you have been looking for me. It was so much fun to play a teenage version of Asara, though. It's so much fun. I have no desire to harm you. I was seeking you out myself. What's going on? You are special. I like to imagine that she, she was at, like, a Rush concert. You are my seat. And so is my partner. I am Genesis Avalon, the last priestess to the Isle of Avalon and all of the Celtic gods. And you are my apprentice. 
I like that I actually get to use the actual theme. Like, it doesn't happen all that often. Oh, and the Asara the music. Rest of the day yes! Together, we walk through the park. Wow, that's pretty impressive. I haven't heard this music in a long time. That music like, hasn't oh, been Asara used. Music that music one. hasn't been used since Jaina was training. There's a lot of there's a lot of hearkening back to older episodes. Yeah. In music and style with where when I when I, you know when I can. The cats are so excited about Judas and Sarah. That's because they love it because it's awesome. Oh my god. Insanity is happening behind me. Jeezy crazy. Indeed. Francesca always had a very subtle power to her. One that I would never quite master. At least. And this is kind of an interesting interesting note because it you don't realize just how different Asara was from her mentor until you kind of meet her. And you realize, friend, you know, when you think of Asara. I, don't, I mean, I don't know, uh, the audience, I don't know what you guys think of. Um, she always struck me as uh, very, very, obviously she's very broken, so. You know what I think of when I think of Asara? What? Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns Batman. Yeah. A teacher in the New Age arts that my parents still had a soft spot for. Or The Dark Knight. Frank Miller. Frank Miller's old, Frank Miller's old craggy. Mm-hmm. Gone to see yeah, 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 yeah. Although, gone a little insane. Thank God, Asara managed to keep her figure. In, um, in his bat tank. Yes. Calling everybody punks. That's that's what I think of when I think of of, of Asara right before she died. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Whereas Francesca is all grace and all poise. You know what I think of when I think Francesca? I think of Alan Scott. Could you stop using male superheroes from my female characters? I'm feeling a little bit of gender inequality here. Just saying. Miss, miss, we both like superheroes. I'm trying to think of good female characters. I would say Francesca's very much like Diana. Yeah, she's very much like, she's very much like the Earth 2 Diana. Okay. I fell into yeah. And Asara. Well, I mean, I agree with the Batman reference. I don't think there's anything better yeah. than the dark, the the, the 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 Frank Miller Batman for Asara. I think yeah, it's pretty appropriate. Asked her exactly how she was to become I didn't know one thing. My understanding of the world completely changed. Anyway, so see what I mean? This this uh this flipping montage could have gone forever. It could have. More of my walla, my homemade walla. That homemade mal wa mala, mala. I don't. My aunt has my aunt has apparently shown up. Aunt Mala's hanging out now. Apparently, it's after nine o'clock. I'm completely sober. That's not a, apparently that's not a requirement for. Her. Nope. I had simply yet to find something that truly connected with me. I really like the scene. I really like the music I guess. This reminds me of how am I supposed to see the target with my flash shield down? <laughs> it is very uh it is very uh very Star Wars. Now use the shield, I'm gonna throw the ball at you, punk right off the forehead. Yeah. 
I'm standing on my head, and you're telling me to take my stomach? Do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> So I used the force. I lift up a box. I lift it up. Alright, stop it. Stop it! I'm multitasking. At least I get to say that it's very reminiscent of that character we talked about that I no longer play. So for those of you who have been around Pendant for forever, hopefully this was a nice little trip down memory lane for you. Because I quite enjoyed playing this. Also, okay, so here's where I nerded out. So, so, okay, I'm such a freaking nerd. You are. So, there is, there is, there is, you know, obviously Celtic mythos, and there's Wiccan, Wiccanism as we know it now. Um, there's also Strega, which is what Francesca is. And Strega, it had the same kind of, you know, neo-pagan resurgence that Wicca did. The man who was responsible for bringing Strega to the forefront, and I have to find his last name because I don't remember it, but his first name is Leo. And it's it's that he is the, uh, let me see if I can find it. She needs the discipline. The discipline? The discipline. Man, I am full of South Park reference tonight. I could do things I never thought I was capable of. Leo Martello. That is the man who, in the 70s, uh, claimed to belong to a Striga tradition. His sister is Francesca. And her, her, she is part of the followers. Yeah, and they are the followers of Diana. And so when she became an Avalon, she had to switch pantheons, obviously. But her... But her becoming a priestess of Avalon gave her brother the courage to bring back Stregaria, so I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, Jake. I love that character. And okay, so, fun story, folks. I've had Ashwath cast in this role for like a year. Oh my god. Uh, before I even asked him, like a year ago, I thought of it and was like, that's who I want. Didn't we and cast him as we were casting a totally different character? For a different show. For a different show? Mm -hmm. I heard his audition for a different character. It was a, it was a Scotland Yard kind of character. Yeah. And I heard his voice and I went, oh, that's what I need. That's that's Jake. And then I waited until we got closer to this arc. And then I approached Ashwell and I was like, do you want to play this character? And he was like, yeah, sure. But he just, he is exactly what I wanted. It, down to the accent was, was a really nice choice of dialect. Um, and I just love them. They're, those two have such steamy chemistry. Very, it's very traditionally romantic, and I quite like that. That was exactly what I needed for those two of them. So. Which is why if you've gotten to the end of this episode, you have a case of the sads. Um, I always assume that an Avalon episode ends with a case of the sad. Hashtag, I just have a lot of feelings! Hashtag, all the feels. <laughs> She's a distracted teenager. Don't have a lot of hope there. Oh! Ooh! I will have no more. Get out. <laughs> Green light go. Get out. Green light go. <laughs> hey.
Hello, son. Oh, oh no! We've all missed him. It's Kitty Noir, too. Yeah. And it's been so long since Hackney's gotten to do that voice. And I get to use the original noir theme. Yes. His kitty, his kitty, kitty theme. Noir. Like, you never hear it anymore. I think I've only used it once or twice. Yes. There it is. He's so adorable. I love him. Hackney, I just want to huggle you. Just thought I'd let you know. Consider yourself huggled, sir. <laughs> Next time I go out to LA, I'm just gonna be like, Hackney! Tackle! He's like, what? I'm like, I need to huggle you for all those kitty lines. Make sure he doesn't have a baby in his arms. Oh, yeah, that would be awkward. Poor Noir. He's always in charge of having the awkward conversations with people. First there was the Jenna Babies conversation. Well, no, first there was the, the massage. Yeah. Then there was the Jenna Babies conversation, as Chris has affectionately started referring to it as. And then there was this. They went in Exodus and an Avalon love each other very much. <laughs> Poor Asara. She really did have it hard because she was kind of like that's that's one of the things that I thought was really interesting about writing this the way because I've had all this planned out for Sara since the get go. I always knew her history. Her history was the one set pretty much in stone. But it's kind of a very real problem. Like when you think about it, like when you're reading comics, like you never hear about those the comic book characters that are destined for somebody else, and it's like, oh yeah, but you're not destined for anybody until like 30 years from now. Or in their case, it's almost like she was tapped too early. Yeah. Because of what happens at the end of the episode. Yes, exactly. We all must make sacrifices for the duty that God's thrust upon us. One day, you may simply be required to keep some of the aspects of your life from history. And thus started the very long career of having to lie to people about being Avalon, which, as you all know from having watched season one, Asara has a very firm opinion about entanglements with other people. And it's very simply just a matter of don't. Yep. That's why she's a hermit. She's practically a shut-in by the time Jaina meets her. Which is one reason why I loved writing this episode, is that you're seeing a totally, you're seeing her totally different. You're seeing her life before any of that happened. Yes. Sounds like any teenager. Sounds like me. And my mother would tell me that sounds exactly like me. I want to know that I'm not Still sounds like you. Shut up! I don't need your ass. Yes, you do. Nope. Like an X-Man. Well, too bad. <laughs> I'm stuck with it. Am I stuck with your sass? Yep. That worked out well. Oh, no. Your heart exploded. <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> I feel like I need a, uh, a beer and, uh, and a... Uh, Anchorman. Yes. Why? What's going on? Oh, this scene. And this is one of those things where it, 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 this is very much a parallel back to when Jaina took over. The first time that Jaina ever saw Obsidian. Yeah. Asara blew in there, knocked him out of the way, and pretty much told her to stay away from him. Um, and this just goes back to just how 
You know, it's so weird because like you guys have just gotten done with the end of season three. So Obsidian is dead. You know, Queen Song and Lone Bites of Dust. No um, more. You know, so it's so. He is an ex Obsidian. He is an ex. He is an ex demon. Um, so it's very weird, kind of you know getting to write him back at the height of his power. Yeah. And uh, something incredibly important happens in this episode. At the very yeah, end of it. Yes, Other yes. than the obvious. It's actually something that I don't think anybody's mm. going to get unless I ever reveal it in the show. I don't Do know. I know it? You should. Okay. It involves that thing that Francesca says as she dies. Oh, mm. yeah. I have to figure out if we're going to reveal it or if it's going to be one of those things where we'll get to episode 50 and I'll be like, BT Jones, that's what it meant! You scared the bejesus out of Rockets. I scared my giddy. No, you're okay. You're okay, lay back down. Lay down. He won't lay down now. Now he's freaked out. He was giving me kisses earlier. It was nice. Robin heard noir and had to investigate the other kitty. Thought other people were getting. Thought other kitties were up here getting love. Yes, that's exactly what just happened. Okay. Oh, Francesca, you're such a good Avalon. Francesca taught me the meaning of a true teacher. She would have died for me if she needed to. And uh, I think she oh. kind of... Hmm. Pretty sure we covered that at the end of this episode, Asara, so you just hang in there. <laughs> because again, first rule of the commentary, if you haven't listened to the episode, turn it off and watch, you know, listen to the episode, because you're going to be very depressed. The only solution to keep my family, the people of Seattle, safe. So, is the whole grunge scene and dark feelings that came out of Seattle in the early 90s all because of Asara? Yep. Not because of Asara. I see. But because of Obsidian? Because of Obsidian. I see what you did there. There's more. The, uh... The, the, the bus station they're at. The Carrollton bus accident? That's an actual historical event that happened. It was a, a drunk driver supposedly hit a bus. It was really bad. Um, I, I try really hard when I'm doing historical, you know, when I'm doing stuff that's even in recent history, if it's period. I, I like to try and fit things in that I think would have had something to do with it. And I, I would like to think that grunge had a lot to do with demonic influence. Oh. But I'm saying my aunt's gonna kick my ass for that. <laughs> aunt Beth's gonna come over here and be like, screw you in your grunge hate. Just reached the main street. You sound like one of those right wing crazy focus on the family. No, I just like dubstep. I was walking along no, South okay. Francesca. I'm not gonna let you Jake fall. Jake a few steps in front of us with Noir crunching on his shoulder. He's not happy because I'm rocking. Uh huh. We'll stop rocking. I'm the only person I've ever seen Noir do. Used to. Yes, that was the only person that Noir used to ever uh, hang on the shoulder of was uh, was Jake. Otherwise, he's not a shoulder. No. Nope. Badassery ensues. What can I do? Righteous Kitty. Which that's important. We could probably explain that. What? Loose chain. Uh, loose chain. Yeah. Um. So, so most of you, uh, if you are fat, you know, hardcore fans of the show, 
you you are aware that one of Lilith's favorite things to do is tie people up in chains. Uh, newsflash, that chain was not hers to begin with. And you're about to hear how she gets it. Also, I you I thought you were gonna die trying to do these I lines. I thought I was gonna die doing these lines. Okay, really? Robin! Really? That's horrible. <laughs> I think Robin just tried to team hack. <laughs> okay, lock that cat right off you. You gotta go down now, Robin. I'm sorry. You are not your welcome. So yeah, uh, I thought I was gonna die doing these lines because they were so much higher. Then you in had to play in pitch forever. than I've had to play in two years. Yeah. I love that scene where you just sit there squeaking for a minute because you're like, ah! No, 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 you must fight. Right. Right, I have to fight. Oh, Go lose chain. Go lose chain. Go lose chain. Go lose chain. It's your birthday. But I feel like that almost needs to be like, go ninja, go ninja, go. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Oi. We are such children of the fucking 90s. And then, and then the bad. My training was over just And then the bad happened. Spawn of the falling one, you will leave us in peace. I will give my life for the goddess, and I will ensure that you never touch this world again. I love her voice. She did so well in this episode, because, like, I knew it was an episode where... You've only got the one episode to really make this character or break this character, and I thought she did an amazing job with it. Never! Look at the long hand! I don't think so. And then that happened. No! And then the sads happened. All of the feels! All of the feels. Somebody I know is getting annoyed with the usage of the word feels. I want to say it's Teresa. I might get killed if it's Teresa. I don't know. I don't remember. Somebody I know on my on my Twitter was like, I'm getting, I'm having a real issue with the usage of the word feels as a noun. <laughs> but I have all those feels. What am I supposed to do with them? Oh, the thing! We're gonna have to find a way to reveal it. I we'll feel like the audience it. needs to know. Uh, we'll reveal it at the end of 39. You mean you and I behind the scenes? Or. We'll. Yeah. Okay. In, in, or do you wanna wait and do it at I mean, the end? We can do it in the show, I'm just asking I mean, you. I don't know when we would have another chance to. Oh, I think I know one. We'll talk, we'll talk. My people will call your people. Okay, my, our, our people are the cats, so you'll have- Pixie will call Robin! Pixie will call Robin and Robin will relate to me. Okay, I got yeah. you. Are you ready to respect this little girl? Oh, crap's about to get serious, yo. Go for it! Doesn't matter. Yep. 
I feel like we need that picture, that that gif of August from Once Upon a Time, where he's trying to run and he falls over and it just says, hashtag, I can't! <laughs> Transfer of power time! Oh. And you hear kind of a, a variation of, J of Jaina's second transformation, where it's multiple elements. I see that. There was an explosion in the subwoofer. <laughs> and Robin went to fall. Because <laughs> he's sitting on the subwoofer. <laughs> It's the first time you've ever heard Asara's actual Avalon well, voice. Well, and, and Asara had it different than Jaina in that Asara spent all this time learning before she actually got the power. Mm -hmm. Whereas Jaina got the power and then had to learn. Yeah. Well, and in this case also, this the, the transfer of power in this scenario where someone where an Avalon is killed in the line of duty is like this. the way it's supposed to. This is exactly how it's supposed to happen. And she she is part of the goddesses at that moment. Yes, I return. I am timeless and ageless. A creature of the real. We are each as it's in that it's that whole thing in that in that moment she is every incarnation of the Avalon. Yeah. All the way back to Nemoe. Yeah. Now I and now she's back to herself. And I will kill you! And then he ran away! Well, that's what he does. Yep. I think it's safe to say that everyone will suffer. Yes. When you don't remember the things you do or say. Just think, folks, if Jaina hadn't been lucky enough to live in a small college town, imagine the damage she could have done the first yeah. time she turned. She transformed the first time, and it was honestly a, she spent most of the night flying, with Noir, you know, you know, while Noir yeah. was running beside her and not really doing much of anything. She saved a couple of cats, you know, out of trees kind of thing. Yeah. It was really chill. But if she had been somewhere there were there was big time Where there were demons? Crime oh god, demons? or big yeah, or big time crime. Oh man. Should have been like this. The blood of all the demons I had slain. That was how I I love this line. Genesis Avenue. Like I like the ending of it. I was baptized in the blood of my enemies. It's true, though! All the epic feels. All so, of them. That's the end of the first episode of three? Yep. Of the Asar arc. And then, I think this is the trailer. It was in one of the biggest mistakes. Yes, yes for 38. I forgot that was on this version. Yeah. I finally realized who I was. So, oh, the stuff that happens in this next episode. Yeah. Not these, telling you. These anything. episodes move very quickly. Yeah. Very, very rapid oh, no, movements. So they're a little longer. Uh, no, they're they're about the average size of an episode. But um, but they they feel faster. They cover a lot more time. And they cover a lot more time. There's a lot more back and forth. Well, you made it through an episode of Genesis Avalon. Thank you. Woohoo! I'm gonna let you finish up, Faith. Okay. If I don't go now, I'm gonna. Nope. Go for it. Anyway. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Avalon. Tell us what you think. 
let us know if you enjoyed it. If you hated it, I'm sorry. You don't actually have to listen because it's free. Um, sorry, ignore me sobbing. Um, anyway, uh, let us know what you think of the episode. You can tell us by uh, heading over to uh, pendantaudio.com and uh, leaving us a message on our comment section. In uh, in the in the comment section in the FAQ page, yeah, FAQ page. Uh, barring that, you can also follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Genesis Avalon. You can email me at kat at pendantaudio.com. You can also email Chris at Kristen at pendantaudio.com. You can also uh, you can also check out the Yahoo group and join that and leave us a note on there. Um, and uh, that is a uh, www groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant. Um, and I think that's about it. Oh, you can also check out the Pendant Audio uh, Facebook page and leave comments there as I do check the Facebook page. And, you know, we always like to answer questions, so if you have any interesting questions, please let us know. You can also leave questions for us to be asked on an episode of TWIP at some point, um, which if you check out pendantaudio.com slash twip.php, or is it hash twip.php. One of those things. On the twip subsite, there is a box where you can leave questions. So, anyway, um, hope you guys enjoyed it. This is, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's gonna be coming your way between this episode at 38 and 39. Lots of history, lots of world building, lots of filling in gaps, and, uh, we hope you enjoy being along for the ride. Um, with that being said, uh, thank you to my cast and everybody for sticking around. Thank you uh, for the listeners for sticking around through three seasons of the show. I hope you all really enjoyed season three's finale. It was uh, epic to mix and direct and write and all that stuff, and I cried like a baby. Um, and now we're kind of switching gears, so uh, I hope you enjoy. Let us know what you think. Thanks, and uh, have a great rest of your week, guys.